Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Services available in office or virtual. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Couples Council. I'm Dr. Jameson Mercier, your host, and sitting alongside me is my lovely wife, Herdeen, the wife mentor. That would be me. I'm so excited. Of course. I know. But I'm really excited because, you know, I've had the opportunity this week to counsel some wives and the experience was amazing, not only for them, but for me, because I get so much joy and seeing wives have their aha moment or um, girlfriends have their aha moment so that they can go back with the right tools um, to enhance their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We've been working and saving some relationships this week. And I love it. Yeah, no, that's uh, doing good work. Good job, babe. Thanks, Bill. Um, so I guess we might as well take this opportunity just to say if you are in a situation where you need to consult, um, hit us up. Uh, the links are in the show notes and you can always go to the websites, shoot us an email and or social media. All right. So since that came up, I figured we just dump that in right there. Hey, you got my support. Let's save some marriages and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So listen to this podcast and then send us an email. <laughs> Um, today's episode, uh, actually it's a nice segue. Uh, we were talking with a young couple now, not young necessarily as an age, Mm-mm. but a young marriage and, uh, a new- newlyweds actually, as of the time of this interview. Mm-hmm. And they talk about some of their, uh, what misconceptions. Yeah. Assumptions. Some, yeah. Some, a lot of their shoulds. Yeah, just some of the things that they picked up along the way that just were never going to happen. Because as a lot of you know, after being married for any length of time, it just don't happen the way we think it will. Nope. So they talk and they tell us about what they've learned. Um, They talk about their unique situation Mm. and the unique way they learned uh, and the unique way that they started out. Okay, so that that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, their names are Jonathan and Ralph, yes. uh, or Ralphie. <laughs> her yeah. name is Ralph. <laughs> uh, yeah, we call her Ralphie. Um, they uh, they host a podcast, which also we're gonna tell you guys you need to check out. Uh, their show notes are um, not their show notes. The link to their podcast. Yep in the trenches right so they're newlyweds and they decided that they want to start a podcast together Um, in the trenches in the trenches right they 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 damn sure don't know what they're getting into (laughs) um but the episode's a lot of fun yes and they interviewed us and that dropped on their podcast last week right right really really good yeah even if we you know do say so ourselves Right. So check out their podcast in the trenches. It's available everywhere. And so, uh, like I said, they're Jonathan and Ralphie. We had a lot of fun. We always do on these episodes. And so uh, check them out. Jonathan and Ralphie. Welcome. Welcome to the Couples Council. Yes, we're um, excited to have you. Yeah. yeah. Now, full, dis- full, full, full disclosure, full disclosure, we've met in person, at least half of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would say the better half. Oh, <laughs> team wives, right? <laughs> Make sure you edit that out. <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, we were in Philadelphia over the summer, and uh, we met at uh, Podcast Movement. Yes. Now, you guys had already been uh, in doing your podcast, or were you all? S- Tell us yeah. about that. Uh, we started when we met y'all we had been doing it for I think like two months we had just started and so we were just trying to 
find like a conference or something so we can get more information and, and make sure we we're going in the right direction. Mm. And I just came back home with a whole knowledge of, okay, we need to do this. We need to revamp this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same thing, same thing with us. Same thing. And we had not even started when we went to podcast movement. And so their podcast is called In the Trenches. Yeah. And so, so yeah, you guys are going to have to, for those of our listeners who don't know of your podcast, explain your podcast. Tell us a little bit about it and uh, if they want to check it out, what to expect. Okay. So because we're newlyweds, we've only been married for like um, a Year, year and a half three months yeah. yeah not even a half okay okay and y'all decided yeah, so to start a podcast together oh yes. yeah this was, <laughs> we wanted to show everybody the journey of what marriage and relationships are about right because you'll tend to hear a lot of people talk about what what you do to resolve a marriage there's no talk about what are the trials and tribulations that you go through mm. when you are married yeah mm. and that's kind of what we wanted to emphasize on our podcast so we vary from the two of us just having a conversation about a topic to actually interviewing other couples as well. Okay, kind of like, like we're doing now. Right. Say, say that again? No, I was saying we also interview singles as well, just mm -hmm. to kind of get an idea of what the things that they struggle with when it comes to relationships or things that they can fix or work on to be prepared for marriage. Okay, okay. Now, in the time that you've been doing that, um, what are some of the, I guess, two or three key things you've come across either doing your podcast or the people you've interviewed or spoken with? Well, what I've noticed, especially with, well, I would say with everyone, one of the key points that everyone hits on is self-reflection, whether single, divorced, or married, either people aren't doing self-reflection until they get in a situation or get out of the situation or they've done like the pre-work and done kind of like that self-check on themselves. I'm like, okay, I know I need to work on these things. Let me go ahead and start working on these things. Mm. Um, I see a lot of that. that. That comes up a lot. And then also what comes up a lot is um, mental issues like okay. um, anxiety, depression, right. and um, both of those issues with singles and someone either one partner in a marriage so okay. either one of the one of the spouses either is battling depression or anxiety and kind of like how that had showed out as a trial in the marriage you know that is an interesting thing because um that is a lot of what uh you see when we work with couples when i do couples counseling oftentimes you'll hear the husband or the wife say listen, we ain't got no problems. You the one who need counseling. Right. <laughs> right. Now, now, yeah. now to be fair, when the other, when the partner hears that, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And it, sometimes that partner who says, no, you're the one who needs counseling. They actually have a point. They've just delivered the message. The wrong way. Yeah. In a, in a very insensitive yeah. manner. Yeah. So yeah. how do you guys talk about that in terms of delivering that message where you may be right, but you got to say it in a way that, you know, he or she isn't going to retaliate? Well, kind of like I always use as, for example, especially when it comes to talking to your spouse, because I grew up in a household where like my <clears throat> excuse me my father he speaks very harshly but it never because i grew up in a household like that it didn't you know uh i guess affect me in the way that it affects other people so then mm -hmm. you know you grow up in an environment like that you do it unknowingly mm -hmm. and so with him though if you speak that way to him the message is gone because he shuts down him being so, my husband Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So, yes, so yes. she, like, to her point, she had no idea she was that harsh. Yeah. So when she would talk to me, I would look at her like, "Who do you think you're talking to like that?" <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just not another guy on the street. You know, we're trying to build, and I feel like I'm being disrespected based off the tone. So sometimes I, I it took me a while to learn how to respond because I'm a cancer. So you know how cancers are. You're automatically sensitive, and everybody's sensitivity is different. Mine is more sarcastic, so 
I tend to try to shoot back in a defensive mode rather than responding in a productive mode. Ah, okay. Right. So that's something I had to learn. And to her part, having to learn how to speak to me was important. And then... But see, I've never seen that part. Like, for you, when I would do it, he would just shut down and he wouldn't talk. Right. So at first, that's how I was. And then as we got to know each then other, he would be like, then that's like how I would learn how to respond because I was like, look, you're, you're mad because I'm not communicating. So that's <laughs> how I can communicate without being an asshole. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so how did you guys figure that out? Well, just for me, I, if I have something that I need to express to him, I can't come, hey, you need to listen to me. You need to do because he's already like, mm, don't hear nothing you're saying. So I yeah. speak to him because he is my friend. I speak to him like I would speak to my friend. Mm-hmm. And when your partner is your friend, then there's a respect level there. Mm-hmm. And so I speak to him <clears throat> in that manner. So then we can sit down and have conversation and we can disagree all day and night. But so he hears me and I hear him. Well, let me ask you, you know, we oftentimes, you, you all are married a year and a half now. Did any of this come up through dating or he just didn't notice that that's how you talk to him until after marriage? Oh, it was during dating. Oh, and uh, I didn't know. But she didn't know because <laughs> I, I would just be quiet. Like, I would, she would be talking to me. Like, like, it would just be mute. Like, I would have wow. nothing. Yeah. So when we started premarital counseling, that's where you started to really figure out all the things that you need to work on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. really where I was focused. Oftentimes, I always say this, you know, marriage puts a microscope on your partner's yes, or your issue, I should say. Oh, yeah. And so you usually go into marriage thinking, oh, my God, it's the spouse. But when yeah. it's time for you to look in the mirror, you're like, oh, and gee, I got a lot of issues. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And I'm trying to point the finger at it's my spouse, but it's yeah. not. You know, typically Jay says the problem is not the, the your partner is not the problem. The problem is the problem. And right. so your situation is the tone in which you spoke to him. That was just completely killing your communication process. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Now, now, how did you guys meet? <laughs> we met through. A mutual friend, his frat brother, um, I met separately um, when I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, of course, they went to school together. And he invited us on a ski trip. And I never heard or anything of this man before. <laughs> and so when we, when, we, when we went on the ski trip, um, it wasn't like, oh, my God, who is this sexy man? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But it was just like, you know, okay, this is our group that's going. Right. And basically, he had a, a bet on me. Right. Yeah. Mm. That because I used to be a kissing whore. Okay. So, just explain okay. that I would I would kiss a lot of people, but nothing else would happen. I just like. <laughs> she was trying to kiss Lana. Like, she was trying to see a Lana. Okay. <laughs> So I told that story, you know, while we were all just like socializing the night before we were catching this party bus. And from then he made a bet with that same friend who brought us all together. And so on the party bus on the way to the ski trip, he grabbed my face and kissed me. And basically we hooked up the whole entire trip. Mm, I went home feeling like a whore (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I had never hooked up with anybody. Well, a stranger or I never hooked up with anybody like on a a vacation or a trip. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay, I just lost all my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also, I was celibate. So I really just (laughs) gave it all away. away. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So that must have been something about him. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it was because we've been together ever since. So, <laughs> so what was it, Jonathan? Can you kind of? Tell I don't me? know, but let me let me explain to you. She gave me like a thousand chances because after that, I was continuously pushing her away because I had been recently married. So you know, I was fearful of getting back divorce. or divorce. Excuse me. Recently, I was married and recently divorced. So mm-hmm. now I'm trying to get back into the dating game, being comfortable with that because I made a lot of mistakes in my first marriage and I was fearful to do it again. So anytime I felt like she was getting close, I was pushing her away. Not in, in subconsciously, 
like not even realizing what I'm doing. Uh-huh. But every time I did it, I kept pulling her back in. I was like, I might not be dating her, but I'm telling her about all the women I'm dating, like what I like about them, what I don't like about them. And I've never done that with a woman. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, this is weird. So I was like, I'm going to still keep you at a distance. But every time I tried to, she was just getting closer and closer. Mm. So then I came to the realization that maybe I should stop trying to push her away and just see what happens. Okay. Okay, so not exactly the love story. Everybody keeps... keeps Oh, no. And that's why we do the podcast too because some people think, oh, I'm going to meet my husband and he's going to come on his horse. No, (laughs) you don't know. He gonna come. So. I came as the donkey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was the ass. <laughs> and, you know, that is that that is important because um, you know, when we talk to other people, one of the first things they start talking about is this, you know, knight in shining armor and, yeah. and it's really or or now this whole Instagram yeah. uh, love. mentality, right? <sighs> and here you guys are where by all accounts, y'all had no chance. Right. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you flipped yeah. it around and made it work, right? Yeah. So, you know, for people who are listening, we need to, you know, emphasize that and take note that, you know, the beginning is just the beginning. You don't know where it's gonna go from there. And, and I think what what helped us in the beginning. I had just moved from Atlanta and he had just moved back to Atlanta. So we kind of like just missed each other. Mm. But because I was in Charlotte and he was in Atlanta and after the ski trip, I didn't expect to hear from him anymore, but he continued to keep texting me and I continued to keep texting back. Mm -hmm. And the friendship that we had in that time apart, I think helped the foundation because the texting and the, and the conversations that we did have, it wasn't sexual. We would talk about all kinds of things like childhood, things we like. And this is like all day, every day, like every single day I would talk to him after that. And we just found out so many things that we had in common and that just kind of like built the foundation from there. But I think if, it, if we kept it on a sexual level, I don't think we, we would be here. How long were you guys still living in different cities? Eight months. Yeah, she moved back to Atlanta the, that summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying to myself, yeah, sex does complicate things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. It'll cloud your judgment for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Every time. But it helps in marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I know. Yeah. Like when you're single, it, it really doesn't help. And when you're married, it helps get through the hard times. So. That, listen, that is that is one ritual that you <laughs> yeah. want to maintain. As a yeah, Okay, put it on the calendar, write it on the fridge, do what you got to because, yeah. Because the truth of the mar- matter is that there are some sexless marriages. Yes. And I know it sounds crazy, but it does exist. It's out there. And how do you make sure, and I think that's our mission uh, with the couples council is saying you may have these leaps and these bounds that you go mm-hmm. through. You're going to have these trials. Nothing is Instagram perfect in relationship, mm-hmm. but it is in how you defining your relationship is key. So I'm going to ask you all, how have you all been defining your relationship to create this union that you have now? So... This very young, this very young, yeah, yeah. baby like, marriage. We're still wet behind the ears. Like, yeah, we are marriage. still in the pond. <laughs> so when we started premarital counseling, we basically never stopped. Yeah, we still go. So we go to our therapist, our marriage counselor, our therapist, however you want to refer to her as, once a month. Once a month, nice. so we go for our tune-up. Right, so Good. Nice. You know, we're and big you know believers of love checkups. We, oh, yeah. wow. we love it. We love it because... You might think everything is good and you might walk in and she's going to hit you with something. You're going to be like, yeah. We never thought about never that. Never even thought about that. <laughs> wow. Nice. So not, not necessarily all the time do we have issues, but we still go. Right. And so we still go. We still get tips and tools and kind of she wants to check in to make sure we're kind of like heading in the, you know, in the right direction towards our goal as what we want for our marriage. And from there, we just go on like, okay, 
even though y'all didn't think y'all had an issue, what you're doing could become an issue. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. let's kind of keep this on track because you could bear off to the left and then this will become a hurdle. So mm-hmm. good. And then it keeps us accountable for things Thanks. that we Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, even if you don't get any tips or whatever, that accountability is vital. Yes. That is huge. And you know, while you guys may be accountability partners to others in many ways, that is one way that, you know, the marriage counselor holds the both of you accountable. Right. You know, in ways you guys can't do for each other. Right. Yeah, but, but I will tell you this: you all are saying, "Oh, you're you're newbies," but y'all wise, because there's some people, <laughs> there's some people, fifteen years, twenty five years in the game, and they struggling, but they well, won't me, go on the couch. Right. Well, for me, I had to put myself on the couch due to a failed marriage the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to do this again. I want to uh-huh. make sure I'm doing it right. I need to make sure I'm being held accountable and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because when it comes to self-awareness, I'm spot on. The problem with me is execution. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's you need to work on, right? Okay. Like, yeah, I need to work on that, but am I going to do it? Right. I know I know all of my problems, but yeah. ask me how many, how, how quickly I can help solve those problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so with the premarital counseling, was that your idea jonathan or was it like a mutual thing it was mutual um, well actually well, this is a funny thing the pre counseling was my idea the continuing the counseling was his idea, my idea. Ah, okay so we did eight weeks of pre counseling and on our last um session he was like i think we should keep going like at least once a month and all i said was okay and we will be two years in january yep. Not there skipping you know. a month. Not, Not skipping, skipping a month. month. And even Ooh, if like... I love it. So if we miss a month, we'll we do double two. up. Yeah, we'll, we'll double two. up. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. And, and, and I just have to say, uh, you know, as, as people of color, counseling and mental health is just something a lot yeah. of us just be running from. Right. I mean, track shoes on. I mean, yeah. it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Because people view it as a... They view this something. If I go, then I'm admitting something is wrong with me or something is wrong with us. Because even when I think both of us, when we say, "Oh well, Saturday I'm gonna be busy because we have to go to counseling." Oh, what's wrong with y'all? Nothing. (laughs) 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 The first six months, everybody was questioned, like, "Are y'all having? Are y'all okay?" Yeah, not only are you helping yourselves, but you are helping to change that narrative about counseling. And that's big. That is huge. Like we are big advocates for counseling because it helps so much. And even with us going together, I even go by myself. Mm, that's I that wife and its peace. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, so I mean, fear. truth be told, we are kind of like the glue to hold this together. Mm-hmm. And if I'm falling apart, I can't be the glue to, for him. I can't be the glue for the kids. I, you know, I can't be the one that like, okay, mommy's going to fix this. Or I can't have his back when I'm falling apart. So I need to make sure... I'm good mentally, I'm good spiritually, I'm just a whole, and I feel good about myself because a lot of the times, as a wife and a mother, we don't take care of ourselves. Mm, So, yeah, I need to make sure that, okay, especially, like, if I'm mad with him, I need to make sure I'm not just having a moment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's me, and and before I'd be like, oh, my God, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. And then she'd be like, no, 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 don't. That's you. So we need to figure out why you feel this way and you think it's coming from him. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, okay, I want to figure out how do I address this with him before I go. Because sometimes I don't know. And I just need that guidance instead of calling my girlfriend. Yeah, no, nah, stay, away, stay away from them. Right. <laughs> my counselor is my girlfriend. I call when I, when I need to get advice on what to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned uh, holding it down, and you mentioned the kids. So you guys are a year and a half uh, married, and you have one, two. How many kids are we talking about? Two. 
Two. Two. So I have a daughter from my previous marriage. And then our son together. Okay. So a blended family. Yes. Yes. All right. So how how did kids affect this relationship here? Now you had one you said from the previous marriage, and when so two was three real quick. And yeah. <laughs> And then four. <laughs> and then four. Right. So tell me about adjusting to first you guys or trying and then now becoming parents. I know, Jonathan, you are a dad already, but Ralph, Ralphie, coming into that situation, what did that do to the marriage? Well, um, when we were dating, it was fine because it was kind of like when he had her for the weekend that he had her, it mm-hmm. was, okay, it's three of us, you know, because... I'm trying to build my relationship with her and make sure that, you know, she's good and then we're good together. I don't want her to feel like a type of way. And so we built that relationship and had that, like, that bond. And then when it was his weekends off, then it was, like, single. But then when we had our son, there was no off. No. So that became hard because honestly even now we're still trying to balance finding us time so Mm. right now us time has become when we go on trips so it's like if we go out of town like we just went to homecoming that kind of becomes date or us time okay instead of us having like a tuesday or a friday or a weekend to go out because on top of that we don't have like help help like we don't have grandparents help and so it's just us so you know, it's, it's hard for us to find us time to date each other. Okay, so you get it in when you can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, as as you. It's tough right now. We're yeah. so we're stupid busy. So it's like yeah, it's hard. If I'm not traveling for work, you know, sometimes we'll record while I'm traveling. So I'll bring my mic with me, mm-hmm. and we'll record while I'm traveling, just because. I mean, that's we got to stay. We have, we have yeah. to be consistent. And to be honest, the podcast is our time. Um, yeah. Wow. We know as because we're working dating, together, right? It's, yeah. it's building together, so uh, it kind of supplements for the times that we don't really get to go out. I wish we. I really. We're going to work towards going out more, uh, mm-hmm. but for now, I mean, it's it's working. But you know what? I gotta commend you all because you're saying you don't have time um, to have like date nights. Is probably when you travel. Um, your time is doing podcasting, even when um, Jonathan is traveling. But y'all therapy sessions or y'all love check-ins is non-negotiable. Whatever <laughs> happens, y'all make sure. So y'all are really vested in the outcome of your love story. And I got to tell you, I love it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, love like, you. I really do love it because you're telling me y'all may not have time to go out and eat, but them yeah, love check-ins, <laughs> we're doing them love check-ins. By oh, yeah, all means, this, yeah. this marriage is going to work. And I oh, see yeah. it. I see Somebody going to have to die. like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She's like, don't forget, we got counseling. I'm like, oh, crap, okay. <laughs> this is the definitely death do us part. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and I see it in the seeds that you're planting into your relationships. And oftentimes when we talk to individuals that are married or just going through that rough patch, they planted no seeds, but they expect a harvest. Okay, mm. yeah, no. And mm. so you guys are planting the seeds and I know your harvest is going. It's going to blossom. Yeah, and, I, and I'll be watching y'all in the trenches. Yeah, <laughs> making it through. <laughs> let 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 me ask you. You say um, so. You're still learning. Um, what were some misconceptions or some preconceived ideas? Oh, she's smiling. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let her go first because yeah. I know she can't wait to say this. Well, no, I can't wait, but um. I did have a misconception coming into marriage um, about sex. So I just knew that, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew when we got married, like once I got married, just minus whoever the man was going to be, that it was going to be on and popping all the time. Nice. And yes, because I went to Catholic school the majority of my life, only but the last four years. And in Catholic school, they tell you, you know, you wait till you get married, wait till you get married. And so when I got, when I, when I got married, I was like, okay, now I can do everything. Like we can do everything. What do you want to do? 
You want to mm-hmm. do it in front? Why do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. <laughs> that, okay. that didn't happen. <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, I didn't get married for this. <laughs> wow. We're supposed to be doing it. All the time. All the time. No. Yeah, no. That's okay. yeah. Wow. So, so, <laughs> so that John- was one of my... One of my misconceptions. Yeah. So, so Jonathan, now you're on the other side of this. What are you thinking um, as, as, you know, your wife is telling you this? Most men probably might be like, okay, or at least that's the idea society has about men and sex. Oh, absolutely. So I think uh, there's a misconception when it comes to that. Like, as a man, you're automatically thinking, yes, when I get married. It's funny because I'm actually, our marriage is complete opposite. Normally you'll hear a man talk about his wife doesn't always want to have sex. But in this situation, it was always me. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time is because I'm sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I come home, I'm mentally drained from work. So I have I had to train myself to be like, all right, even though you've had a long ass day, you gotta come home and you gotta be a dad and you gotta be a husband and you gotta work on the things that are making your marriage better, or you as a man making you a better father. So uh, at first, I knew I knew what she wanted, and it was just like I don't. Maybe I was expecting her to pursue me more, mm-hmm. when in, she was expecting the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, that, and that's what we learned. We learned that in counseling, and I was. Oh, like, I was gonna say, yeah, that oh, sounds yeah, like that, that sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a couple of months of counseling right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that was a misconception for her at first, and it was like, man, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And my misconception was, I'm expecting like lingerie all the time. Like, why aren't you wearing something sexy? Don't get in the bed with no damn sweatpants on. <laughs> and, and the Carolina Panthers t-shirt. Right. right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, it was, it was not say funny, but it was enlightening to understand and try to learn like how this actually works and how do you get better and grow in those areas. And since we learned it, I, I believe we've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Oh, see, there's no way you can't get better. True. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost automatic after that. It's like, oh snap, this is what it is, and this is you just take it and run with it. But you know what? That's the power of communication. You know, what? like I, I'm listening to you all, and and I'm kind of taken aback, and I'm like, I'm quiet because I'm taking it all in. And I'm yeah. Like, Damn it! They got it. They got it. Like this is what this is what a healthy relationship looks like. That you invest in it, counseling. You mm-hmm. make time awesome. You're yes. communicating. Uh, you're taking self-care time, even if it means by yourself. You're going to go check in and look in the mirror and reflect on your own habits. And mm-hmm. what are you doing to bring to the marriage that's positive? Or what are you doing that may be sabotaging the marriage? So you're reflecting. All of these things are that compost that makes that that um the soil. The soil, yes yeah <laughs> so that you can get that harvest and I, I i'm just i'm in love with it you know but now now i'm also gonna i'm gonna push back a little bit more um just i guess i'm just checking out your counselor a little bit you know um you were previously married jonathan sure. how long was that marriage 18 months before separated. Yeah. Okay. So when the idea of a second marriage came, did you have any, any, any fears or any concerns? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that was the whole point of me pushing her away Mm -hmm. because I was unsure if I would be a good spouse because I struggled being a spouse the first time. But when I when I thought about it, the reason that I struggled the first time is because I got married for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, to, well, my first marriage, my my ex wife got pregnant prior to prior to uh, marriage, and then the whole, long story short, basically it was like, hey, we need to get married. Okay, I was like, uh, I don't think so. It became a gunshot wedding, right? Yeah. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So wait, wait, gunshot or shotgun. <laughs> Um, and you know, and as we look back at it, we both realized we weren't ready for it. 
Mm. We were making decisions based off of what other people were telling us, not what we actually felt. And um, it made me feel a lot better to know that I could, I did have the ability to change and to be the person I expected to be when I am a spouse or when I do become a husband again. And that was when I, once I accepted that, it made it a lot easier for me to really date and then invest in what Ralph and I really wanted to do. One second. And for you, Ralph, knowing that he had been married and recently divorced, did that create any kind of red flags or issues for you? No, no, not uh, really, because even when I, uh, even when I was dating, I always gave someone a new slate coming to me. Okay. So it was just like, I'm not going to hold you to something someone else did to me. And basically us meeting together, boom, it's clean. So what happened with her that had nothing to do with me is just, I'm giving you a clean slate, hoping that you would treat me differently. Mm. That you would do me differently. I'm holding to your word. Let me tell you something, Jonathan. Your wife is wise beyond her years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was cool because that was my Security struggle. level is there. And oh, so. It's, it's through the roof. Absolutely. I mean, it's through the thank roof. you. Thank you. Well, that was my fear because I, I had dated a few people post divorce, and I was always starting in a, the the dating scenario behind the eight ball because I did cheat on my first wife. So they automatically assume that I'm going to do it to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm automatically behind the eight ball and how to get around that is like moving mountains. And do you really want to invest in that and not knowing if I do work my hardest to get their trust, will they put, will they hundred percent trust me? And I never got it until I started dating around. Now, isn't that the question, though, right? Even even in a situation where there was no first marriage or no infidelity, you still walk into a marriage saying, damn, so I'm going to give this this girl, this guy, 100%. And on Wednesday, he or she could wake up and be like, yo, this ain't working for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's how, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but that's how I've always been in relationships. And even like my girlfriends, they never understood how I can go and be in one relationship and get dogged out, cheated on and everything, and then just give somebody else another chance without having, you know, guard up and stuff. But I'm like, this new person didn't do that to me. So I can't, I, and then my, I have a thing about power and me carrying around all of that is giving that power to that person. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I want to keep my power. Mm-hmm. So just like, even if, I was dating someone and they cheated on me and they lied and everything. I'm not investing months and weeks and stuff crying and being depressed because I'm giving that person that power because they're going on with their life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting here wallowing on what they did to me. The best thing that my father ever told me when it comes to dating, the best thing you can do is leave. If someone's not treating you right and, and, you don't like what's happening? Just leave. Don't cut up their clothes. Don't, you know, key their car. Don't bleach the, don't. their skin. No. <laughs> he, hates, he hates that I did that to somebody. Uh, wow. <laughs> Crazy. Right. Oh. But he said the best thing you can do is leave. So anytime like a guy has ever cheated on me, I have like a little sneak tactic where I leave and I don't have, I don't have to announce to you that I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that when you announce you, you wanting them to hold you there to make up and, and beg you to stay. When you're ready to leave, just leave. They'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> she does these friendships too. Like, oh, yeah. Like somebody is. Cut you off. If you're not enhancing our relationships, she'll be like, I'll Bye. see you later. Bye. Because I don't, I don't have room for negativity. I, I like a lot of positivity in my life. Mm-hmm. And if we can feed off each other and we can help each other grow. But if you just stuck on being negative and complaining, I just, I can't do it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. Like now I'm like, Jonathan, I'm scared. Now don't piss her off. That That's right. He knows. Oh, he knows. 
Professional. I absolutely already know what I can and I can't do. Or what I should and should not do. Yeah. I know. Self-awareness like, is key. <laughs> she's like, she'll be like, um, I'll see you later and you come home to an empty house. So glad you know. Glad you know. Glad glad you know. Y'all do keep yeah. the power of communication open. So she don't oh, yeah. like that. That's oh, how yeah. I would communicate with an empty house. <laughs> wow. 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 So, so... Wow, this is fun. Listen, I can't believe time's <laughs> already running. Tell us what you guys have coming up. Uh, I hear you guys talk about traveling. Anything for the podcast? Oh, um, it's always something for it's the podcast. First, uh, give us the name again um, and where, it's, where people can find it. Um, it's In the Trenches with the Two Lawns, and it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Before we we uh, wrap up and part ways, there are two things we ask. Okay. What is one um, one recent challenge or obstacle that you guys have overcome, or even perhaps are still in the trenches? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll do this one because this kind of pertains to me as a black man. Vulnerability has always been viewed as a weakness. Mm. So a lot of the times you'll be like, suck it up. You'll be okay. Just continue to move on. Continue to grind. You'll be fine. But all that does is it builds on top of you until you just blow up or until you're put in a situation where now you're struggling on how do I resolve this issue? So in a previous session we had with our marriage counselor, vulnerability was a big one for me, not understanding what I'm trying to do and not being able to vocalize that to my wife. Mm -hmm. So and when it comes to our relationship, we're really good at communicating. But when it comes to things that I have going on personally, I suck at communicating. Mm -hmm. uh, like when I come home, like I said, I am fried. My brain is done. Like I, I'm always in meetings. And when I leave meetings, I got to figure out how to squeeze in an hour's worth of work which I'm probably not going to be able to get done. And then I got to come home. And when I get home, I'm done. Like most of the time, I don't want to do anything. But that affected our marriage. That was affecting what was going on in our household. And I'm not vocalizing that to her. So she's just thinking that I don't care and I'm not being sacrificial and all of these mm -hmm. things. But she doesn't even know how I feel because I'm not communicating it to her. So that was a realization for me and for her. She was like, you know, had I known this, it would be easier to communicate and how do we work around it? But if you're not saying anything, there's no way for us to get better. Right. So for me, that's what I've been working on is making sure I'm telling her like, hey, I'm no, I don't want to do it because I'm tired or I just need a break. Give me like 30 minutes and then I can get my shit together. Mm. Um, so that's what I'm currently working on right now. So. I'm in the trenches yeah. <laughs> at the moment, digging myself out. Um, okay. How do I communicate my individual struggles with my wife? Okay. And, and Ralph, how are you receiving that? Because that is not an easy thing for women. Um, I was having some conversations with some men recently, how they feel like exactly what he's saying. You can't always share everything with your woman because some some of it just might freak them out well that that did come up because i i hate to throw the card out on him but i smack it on the table and i say have i ever given you a reason with anything you've ever told me for you to feel like you can't tell me anything like he could tell me i mean i i know women he's sleep with previously like we go to homecoming he was like yeah i used to mess with her most people can't tell their wife Okay, <laughs> like what in the world? True story. He can tell me anything, and I'm not like, what in the hell? What are you? I'm just like, oh, for real? Or we laugh about him. So I'm like, I've never made you feel like, dang, if I tell her that she's going to blow up or she's going to do this. So I'm like, you basically took that from me, and not, not even allowing me to empathize and sympathize for you and with you. You just was like, I can't tell her, and not even really having a reason. Right. So. Prior to him saying that, I'm just assuming from your actions that you lazy, 
You don't want to do nothing. You feel like because you're the breadwinner that you can just come in here and say, okay, you need to wash these dishes and you need to take care of these kids because mm-hmm. I bring them all the bacon. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now that I know really, then I'm like, why didn't you just tell me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, it goes back to the original conversation of yeah. being a black man and internalizing yeah. your problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I listen, I get it. I, I, I'm in the trenches with you. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And it may even have to do with the fact that it's within you, right? The stuff that's within us, you know, we guard them things closely. Yeah. But the exes and the marriage, that's outside of me. So we can talk about that all day. Right. You but know? the thing that is dear to your heart, you protect that. Right, right. Even if it means protecting it from your wife. Yeah, it don't matter who it is half the time. And so you right. have to learn to yeah. be vulnerable enough to say, you know what, man, today wasn't a good day. And yeah. sometimes right. it's hard to even communicate it. So it's something you have to you have to learn. And and maybe it's starting off by just writing a note or getting finding ways to get it out. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure yeah. your therapist has given you some some tips and yeah. tools, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. And so the next thing I would want to ask the both of you, um, and each one can have a different answer, is marriage in one word. Marriage is... Yeah, fill in the blank. Hard as hell. One word. Not all. (laughs) Well, you know, we'll we'll take that. We'll take that. It's hard. It's hard. Uh-huh. It's not that hard. No, no, no. No, really. No, honestly, though, I would say marriage is work, regardless. Like, you mm-hmm. can have, like, no issues, but if you don't have no issues, that means you working your behind off. So, it's work. It's, it's not something where you just, you get married, you have that wedding, that party, and then it's like, oh, butterflies and doves fly out, and then everything mm-hmm. is just hunky-dory. No, this is work for it to be that way. It's work. My one word would be a marathon. Mm. Yeah. Marriage right. takes, as I mean, a marathon is 20, 26.2 miles. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a long way. So uh, through this journey, I mean, you got to be able to see it through. And I think that that's exactly what marriage is. It's a marathon. And I think we're going to have to leave it there. <laughs> Listen, guys, this has really been fun. I can't thank you enough, Ralph and Jonathan, for being a part of our baby, which is called the Couples Council, and just sharing your relationship with not just us, but our audience. And our hope is that the people that are listening would think oh, marriage is a marathon. Oh, absolutely. You know? yes. And marriage is hard work, you know. Yeah. And but marriage is sometimes being in the trenches. Yeah, <laughs> you need to go see your love, do your love check in with your counselor or whoever to help sure that you are prepared for the mar- marathon and prepared to succeed. Yes, exactly. Thank you for having us. We love talking about this, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, we thank you guys for being so candid and being so open. We look forward to connecting with you guys some more in the future. And if you like what you heard, please continue to follow them. They are In the Trenches podcast. They're also on all social media under In the Trenches. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jonathan and Ralphie. Uh, As of this episode, the newest couple, the youngest marriage, the baby of the Couples Council family. So far. So far, this is true. This is true. But they were dropping some mad gems. Yes. And one of the things that I love about what they shared was their counseling. That That's non-negotiable for them. Right, right. So somewhere along the line, they learned that they were going to need some help. And checking in regularly, consistently with a therapist is, is their way of sustaining their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um. And it wasn't when they realized they had a problem. Okay, that's the wisdom in all of this. Things were good and they were like, you know what? Let's do whatever we can to keep it good. Right? Which is what we always say. You don't need to wait till there's a problem or a crisis to check in with a therapist. The other thing is that they are a blended family. Okay, so that's always an, an interesting, that's always a unique dynamic. Right. But they 
are making it work. And I guess one of the ways is that they communicate so openly and boldly. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't hold back, but they're not mean about it. Okay, which leads me to this last point I want to make. Uh, and, and Jonathan alluded to this, this idea of being vulnerable with your partner. Yes, come on. You know, um, it's assumed that wives will and women will be vulnerable with their men and their husbands. But when it comes to a husband, to a man being vulnerable with his wife, that is a different uh, a conversation and a lot of men struggle with that um, I'll even admit and, and I, I said this in the interview in the past I've struggled with just being completely open mm-hmm. and and completely vulnerable uh, with her Dean mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd like to think that yeah I've I've come a, a long way you have I think you you probably felt that way more so because of what your idea of what a husband should be, the protector, the provider, not the person that is um, coming to his wife with complaints, worries, and fears. But over time, I was able to show you that I was going to be a wife that was going to have your back and we were going to process it and we were going to conquer that mountain together. Yeah, I I, I actually don't, I I think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. But You've and this is funny because Ralphie said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I can't think of times where you've given me reason to not be vulnerable with you, mm. right? And this is why this resonated with me so much with, with Jonathan is that it's an internal thing, it's almost like a manly thing, mm. you know. And it's one of those struggles that a man will have to struggle on his own with and come to his own conclusions in his own time. One of those things that's just kind of frustrating for wives, but all you can do is support them and love them and vice versa. Women have their own stuff that men just don't get. And all a brother can do is love his wife. All right, guys. So that's the episode. Like we said, be sure to check out their podcast in the trenches with the two lawns. All right. Wherever you get your podcast, wherever you consume your your wisdom and knowledge, just look for them. And if you want to continue to follow them, you can also follow them on social media in the trenches. And while we're on that note, you can also follow us on social media. And that's Dr. Jameson Mercier and the wife mentor. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for sharing. Um, And thank you for coming back week after week. Remember, you don't have to suffer in silence in your relationship. Get help. Thank you guys once again for joining us. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to having you again on another episode of The Couples Council. Bye for now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.